there's a scriptural verse which says, Magid Mereshit Acharit, telling the last things first. And this appears in the book of Isaiah. And this little phrase tells of an underlying structure of the cosmic reality, which is reflected in the wisdom of the Torah. Rabbi Ashlag writes in the introduction to the Zohar, in the Ein Sof, the infinite, the light of God is called the thought of creation. It has the one desire, which is to give pleasure to all the created beings. The moment the thought of creation came forth, it was instantly completed. All the souls were immediately brought forth in the finished state, filled with all the goodness, beauty and tenderness that God wanted to give them. At the same time that this principle exists, there arises the unfolding of the worlds, one after the other, as a parallel reality. The worlds and the souls evolve and descend stage by stage until we come to the reality of this world. Here the souls work out the tikkun of creation in actual practice, manifesting the will to receive oneself alone and working to nullify and transform it with all the hard work that's involved through Torah and Mitzvot until they reach the final state of the souls where they achieve in actual practice the same state of perfection and wholeness that was theirs already in their first state in the Ein Sof. In the introduction to the Zohar, Rabbi Ashlag tells us that this first state of the souls may be considered like a copy in the eternal present of the future yet to come. This understanding of the spirituality has a profound implication for us in our lives. We have cause for great hope that yes, we and all the world will come to our great redemption because it is already there, albeit in a different plane of existence than that which we are normally conscious of. We have all come from the end self, and to the extent that we can relate to that reality and remember that, and remember where we are going, we can bring that reality into actual existence faster. Just as our existence is structured with the beginning as the completion of the end, so is our Torah wisdom. In the Torah itself, the Zohar teaches us that all the end is presaged in the beginning. Bereshit bara Elohim et ha-shamayim ve-et ha-aretz. It's normally translated, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. But the Zohar teaches us that the meaning of this verse is both beginning and completion. The entire first volume of the Zohar, which is an elucidation of this first verse of Genesis, is actually speaking almost entirely about the end of days. Why is this? It is because the whole of the end is encapsulated in the beginning. The first verse encapsulates it all. And then we have the description of the unfolding of the worlds in all their array and detail.
let there be light is a beginning and there was light is the end how it will be at the end of all the tikkun that is the final end when all the world will be filled with the light of god as the prophet isaiah spelled out and the world will be filled with the knowledge of god as the water covers the sea indeed in the Talmud Brachot, it states clearly that all the sayings of the prophets were related to the latter end. They spoke to the end of days. Why is this important? We ourselves are the children of the end. We are amongst the final generations of the Tikkun. If we can hold on to the vision of our ultimate purpose, as expressed and encapsulated in the beginning. And God saw that all he had made, and behold, it was very good. We can step forwards in joy. I find it also helpful to consider the concept that between the promise and the fulfilment may be many years. So when I would like to fulfill some aspect of Torah and Mitzvot and find myself running into difficulties, it's usually because I'm seeing the vision of my having completed the work and in my imagination I've already skipped to the end. But actually undertaking the steps to bring it about in practice may be quite a long struggle. So the awareness that the gap between the end, the final vision and the practice need not deter us. On the contrary, it gives a direction in which to work. First of all, we need to pay attention to the concept that we want to bring forth an actual practice. And two, to understand that bringing a vision through takes many steps. And three, it's worth going on because all that I want to get to is encapsulated in the very beginning. Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, the son of Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag, writes in one of his articles. A person should take great consideration as to what he wants to achieve in his life. The soul wants to achieve unity with God. Therefore, he should contemplate deeply the words of Rabbi Meir in the beginning of chapter 6 of Pirkei Avot. Rabbi Meir says, All who practice Torah for its own sake merit many things. Not only that, but the whole world is worth it for him, and he benefits the world. He is called friend, beloved, lover of God, lover of his fellow, giving joy to God, giving joy to his fellow. He is clothed in humility and fear of being separated from God, and is fit to be a righteous man, pious, honest and faithful. He keeps his distance from sin and is drawn close to purity. Many benefit from his wisdom and intelligence, understanding and fortitude. As it is said, I have counsel and intelligence. I am understanding and fortitude. There is given to him sovereignty, governance and clear judgment. They reveal to him the innermost meanings of the Torah and it becomes like an ever-flowing spring and a river which does not cease. He is modest, long-suffering and forgives those who insult him. He is great and exalted over all deeds. In the sixth and final chapter of the Ethics of the Fathers, we learn the pathway of the Torah the way in which we come to unity with God. 
This is its final reward. And true to the pattern, it is placed at the beginning of the chapter. Similarly, Rabbi Ashlag, in composing his introduction to the study of the Ten Sfirot, which discusses the way of and purpose of Torah, looks first of all at the final purpose and fulfilment of the Torah before he goes on to discuss the pathway we need to tread. Holding on to the vision, knowing what we aspire to, knowing that is actually already fulfilled, enlightens our souls and brings us closer to the fulfilment in actual practice, which in God's eternal present is already ours. Thank you.